back to the podcast of all podcasts to the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It was a nice, lovely May 12th, 2022. Got up to 90. Shoot, my car said 98 degrees. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty warm. It's 10.07, 10.07 in the evening, getting ready to go to bed, I have to get up early at 4, oh no, my pops wants to be out the door at 4, did you say out the door at 4? Yeah. Hold on a second, let me clarify, let me make sure I'm right. Uh, you say you want to leave at four? Yeah. All right, just make sure. All right, see you in the morning. Okay, yeah. So I thought, yeah, he wants to leave at four. So that means I need to up at three. So, yeah. <sighs> Let's see here. So I'm going yeah, to set my alarm just to be on the safe side. I'm going to be up at three. So it's going to make this podcast quick. Uh, one thing real quick. Shekinah. What does that mean again? The Shekinah is the English transliteration of a Hebrew word meaning dwelling or settling. And denotes the dwelling or settling of the divine presence of God. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of the Shekinah glory. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Shekinah glory, sweet perfume. We need your presence. We need you. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Wow. It's, it was really cool because let me read this on Christianity.com. This is written by somebody named Madeline Kalu on Christianity.com. What is the meaning of Shekinah glory? Shekinah glory is a visible manifestation of God on earth whose presence is portrayed through a natural occurrence. The word Shekinah is a Hebrew name meaning dwelling, a one who dwells. Shekinah glory means he caused to dwell, referring to the divine presence of God. Uh, what else do we want to read here? I'm just going to read just a few more lines here. Shekinah glory is a visible manifestation of God on earth whose presence is portrayed through a natural occurrence. The word Shekinah is a Hebrew name meaning dwelling or one who dwells. Shekinah glory means he caused to dwell, referring to the divine presence of God. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Some scriptures you can go find this are the presence of God amongst his people in Exodus. Look in Exodus, 1 Kings, Second Chronicles, Psalm 68. Joel 3. Interesting. All right, I'm about to research more. Anyway, the only reason why I'm bringing this up, it's my last pickup of the day. It was a young lady named Shekinah.
sweet young lady with her she is with her her uh i assume that was her boyfriend took them to get some ice cream shout out to shikana if you listen to this podcast (laughs) it was but it was just you know a great way to cap off the night so i did feel the presence of the lord pretty much all throughout the day today just god was ordering my steps i got stories on stories on stories but i i like i said i have to wake up early and even if i shared them all with you they wouldn't land as much with you as they do with me because I actually experienced them so anyway uh, I was going to say what else anything else is there anything else man I miss Miss Banks so much I got if I should email Miss Banks then give me a dream or have her email me saying she wants to talk to me. Otherwise I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm not gonna force it. I'm done forcing stuff. The older I get the more I realize is better than I force things. Life is just one big old sword in the stone moment. Moments filled with sword in the stone moments. Where, if you've ever seen the sword in the stone, I don't know if it's sword in the stone or sword and, I think it's sword in the stone. Let's Google this real quick. See, here I go, Mr. Tangent. Sword... In, yeah, look up the sword in the stone. It was a film made in 1963. I don't even know what happens in the rest of the movie, but basically there's a sword in this stone, and everybody tries to remove the sword out of this that's stuck in this stone, and they yank and they yank and they pull hard. They bring on these muscular people that to pull it out. Nobody can get it out. And this little boy comes along and barely, I could be getting the story completely wrong, but this is how I remember it. He somehow barely pulls on it lightly, gently, and it comes out. And life is like full of moments similar to that where we're yanking, we're yanking, we're yanking, we're yanking. And then God is like, have you tried me? And that's a song by my cousin Maurice Yancey. Uh yeah, it's called Look Up Maurice Yancey in One Accord. He has a song called Try Me. It goes, Try Me. Oh, try me. <laughs> He's, yeah, the whole song is about you've done all these other things. Have you tried God? Have you tried the Lord? Um anyway, that's why I feel like Lord and Lord just helps you just gently pull out whatever. Your, whatever that sword represents and the stone that it's in. When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, God did that. Anytime they had big battles, God would have them do some silly stuff and they would win the battle without barely having to fight. Like A lot of times they didn't have to fight. 
They marched around the walls of Jericho and the walls fell down. Anyway. Yeah. Here we go. Avoid seduction. Ooh, very timely. My son, pay it. This is the Christian standard version. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 5. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen closely to my understanding. Or stretch out your ear. Listen closely to my understanding so that you may maintain discretion. And your lips safeguard knowledge. Though the lips of the forbidden woman drip honey and her words are smoother than oil, in the end she's as bitter as wormwood and as sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps head straight for Sheol. She doesn't consider the path of life. She doesn't know that her ways are unstable. So now, sons, listen to me and don't turn away from the words from my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Don't go near her near the door of her house otherwise you will give up your vitality to others in your years to some cr- someone cruel strangers will drain your resources and your hard-earned pay will end up in a foreigner's house at the end of your life you will lament when your physical body has been consumed and you will say how i hated discipline and how my heart despised correction i didn't obey my teachers or listen closely to my instructors instructors or turn my ear to my instructors. Instructors. I am on the verge of complete ruin before the entire community. It's interesting every time I use the word listen closely, the other trans, it means to turn your ear. Have you ever been heard somebody talking and you couldn't really hear everything that they were saying and you had to lean in or ask them to repeat themselves? That's what I'm imagining here. Like, listen closely to the instruction of those wiser than you, your elders, your people above you at your church, or your parents. Listen closely to what they're saying. Don't just say, oh, I hear you, and just keep on moving. Like, actually listen to what people are saying who have a lot more experience than you that have been down the road that you're going. All right, here we go. Verse 15, and the heading for this is enjoy marriage. Enjoy marriage. Drink water from your own cistern, water flowing from your own well. Interesting that it uses the well here. I'm going to type in, I think it's right here. John chapter 4 talks about the woman at the well. You can make a whole connection here. Should your springs flow in the streets, streams in the public squares, they should be for you alone and not for you to share with strangers. Let your fountain be blessed and take pleasure in the wife of your youth. A loving deer, a graceful doe, or a graceful mountain goat. Interesting. Let her breast always satisfy you. Be lost in her love forever. Why, my son, would you lose yourself with a forbidden woman or embrace a wayward woman? For a man's ways are before the Lord's eyes. Now, if you know how Solomon got down, it's funny that he wrote these wise scenes down, but he wasn't the greatest at following his own wisdom. He, he had, I believe he had more wives and concubines than his own father, David. So, 
for a man's ways are before the Lord's eyes, and he considers all his paths. A wicked man's iniquities will trap him. He will become tangled in the ropes of his own sin. He will die because there is no discipline and be lost because of his great stupidity. Hmm. Now, let's read these Tony of his notes and then shut it down. Whether the temptation <clears throat> up for discussion is fornication, adultery, or pornography, fathers must warn their sons that though the promise made by such things is sweet, following such a path leads to death. Keep your way far from her is a reminder that not to walk near the edge of the cliff. Sexual indiscretion will affect your wealth. Example, alimony payments. Thank God I did not have to pay alimony. Ooh but I do have child support. Your health, sexually transmitted diseases, and your reputation. The man who lets his untamed sexual desires lead the way is repeatedly shown by Solomon to be a fool who is walking to his own funeral. Mm. Many think the Bible is negative about sex, but it's difficult to reach that conclusion after reading passages like this one as well as a song of songs, as well as song of songs. In fact, God invented, I remember my our pastor, uh, what's his name out there, at least something that abundant life, Phil Hopper. He did a whole series on the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. It was, it was pretty interesting. Not a whole lot of pastors are bold enough to preach on that. In fact, God invented sex under the covering of God's covenant in the environment of a lifelong marriage commitment between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. Sex is a good gift of God intended to be enjoyed. Make no mistake, nothing is truly done in secret. We live under the gaze of an omnipresent God. You may think no one sees what you do in the dark. He might be good at covering your tracks, but God sees all. Lord, thank you for this word. Proverbs chapter 5. Ooh, help me, Lord, to stay away from the immoral woman, especially as the summertime comes out and women are in their summer dresses and short shorts and skin is abundant and bosoms are all out. Yes, God, help me to maintain this covenant with my eyes. Uh, Lord, also thank you, Lord, for just rescuing me in so many times where I went down the path of destruction. Pray for those that are going down a currently in a path of destruction or in relationships, living with somebody that's not their spouse. I pray that there'll be a conviction that overcomes them, Lord, to either marry that person or get out of that relationship, no matter how inconvenient it will be. I just pray um to be swift to obey. Lord, just thank you, thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you that all of our ways are before you, Lord. Help us to consider all of our paths and not just blindly or half-hazardly half just go down paths that lead to destruction. I pray, Lord, I'm, it looks like I'm probably only, only going to get about four and a half hours of sleep. I pray when I wake up, I'll be wake up refreshed and ready to roll. And I uh, pray for every single person that sits in my car. They would just uh, put it on their heart to, yeah, go ahead and uh, give you, write a check to your boy for, shoot, 100000 million. <laughs> so here you go. Now go go focus on podcasting and writing. Hey, Aaron, 
and I will shout them out every single time I do this podcast. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? God, what else, Lord? Hmm. Just pray for every single person that rode in my car today. You know them by name. I pray. Thank you for the seeds that you allowed me to sow into their lives. The words that were said or even unsaid. Just them just being in my car and sensing your presence. Hopefully, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, God, that they would grab hold, lay hold of what it means to follow you and obey you and have a relationship with you, not religion. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for breaking that that yoke, that bondage of religion and setting people free to have a relationship with you. Thank you that that is happening right now. And lastly, Lord, please, can I please no longer have my baby mom in my dreams anymore that's it's getting old <laughs> can i also stop having these protect my mind from these very uh passionate sexual dreams i've been having lord <laughs> please this is getting old um i know i can't do it in real life but yeah if i can't do it in real life god can you please cleanse my mind and heart and my yeah while I'm sleeping and keep me from having those. And uh, if you want to go ahead and pop Miss Banks into my dream, uh, it'd be dope. Give me clarity on if I should just leave her alone or pursue her again. Uh, I want to just pursue her just, just for the sake of pursuing her. Uh, anyway, thank you, Lord. This... Just help me, Lord. Lead me, guide me. Uh, just like you do when I'm doing these deliveries. And Jesus, how are these pickups? Yeah, driving folks. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Sweet dreams. Holla. I just thought of something. My bad, y'all. Well, two things. It's funny. There's this old Usher song. Usher. I remember all the words. It's like, Sada. I don't know the rest of the words. I just thought of that. Other thing I meant to say, clarify that this, even though it's talking about an immoral woman here, this applies to dudes too. It's some immoral dudes out here, y'all. Like, I mean, I've been one of them. Um, by the grace of God, I don't do that anymore, but, um, yeah, it would posture to you as well, ladies. Like the you you can read this exact proverb and everywhere it says though the lips of the forbidden woman, you could say, though the lips of the forbidden man drip honey, his words are smoother than oil. And some brothers out here we got some smooth got some game. Got some game smooth with it. And know how to Make you excited. And her words are, yeah, his words are smoother than oil. In the end, he's as bitter as wormwood. So, just so y'all know, I like to, even in the Bible, a lot of these times, 
they use, you know, male or one, uh, female pronouns and all that. It goes both ways. You, um, you can always substitute whenever it says, yeah, a moral. Because some people or women, especially, I don't know. I just have heard people get upset. Like, why does it, why does it seem like the Bible is so hard on women? And um, I think there's a lot of grace for women in the Bible. It just, um, yeah, have a, I, I encourage y'all to have that conversation with God. <laughs> Because I really don't know the answer on that. Uh, and if I try to answer it, then it's just going to come out wrong. But I'll, I always say, if it says, whenever it says a woman, you do a lot of stuff, you can still substitute a man for, yeah, stuff like this. When it's talking about the forbidden woman, you can say the same thing for the forbidden. You call it, say, the forbidden man. So, uh, all of us are capable of fitting this description of this forbidden woman. So just felt like I needed to say that. All right, now I'm going to sleep. And Miss Banks, if you're still listening to this podcast, I miss you a lot. I wish we could talk. Um, yeah. Miss you a lot. Miss you a lot. And that's all I'll say. All right. Good night. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages or the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts, we believe we are now in right standing with God. And with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Gave me water, I know Jesus gave me water.